Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Grove, here to bring you scripture reading and application that can fit into your morning routine and your busy schedule. Learn more at hesedheart.com. Good morning, my friends, and happy Wednesday. Enjoy this beautiful day. Each minute of the 1,440 that you are given today as a blessing from the Lord. Even as we are working towards the end of Acts, it's been a long journey to get here. Walking through the early church, early ministry, the life of people like Peter and Paul, and now we're in the final four chapters. But today, we're actually continuing on. He has been in prison. He's getting tried. Yesterday, we saw he was tried before the new Roman governor, Festus, and that he was not found guilty of anything deserving death. And now he has appealed to be seen by Caesar, to which Festus has agreed. And Paul said that he's willing, he's ready for whatever sentence, if it is a just sentence. And so we are coming back into this story as Festus is seeking answers. He is seeking truth. And now we're going to see him go up the ladder, working on his way up to Caesar. So let's dive in. We're in Acts chapter 25, verse 13, and I'm reading from the ESV. Now, when some days had passed, Agrippa the king and Bernice arrived at Caesarea and greeted Festus. So he's going up one rung. He's the governor. This guy is ruler over a whole region. Agrippa II, the great grandson of Herod the Great, who we heard about at Jesus' birth, and his sister Bernice. And as they stayed there many days, Festus laid Paul's case before the king, saying, There is a man left prisoner by Felix, the previous governor. And when I was at Jerusalem, the chief priests and the elders of the Jews laid out their case against him, asking for a sentence of condemnation against him. So we're walking with Festus as he is basically laying out his side of the story, what he's experiencing. These chief priests and elders are asking to have Paul condemned. He spoke with them at Jerusalem. I answered them that it was not the custom of the Romans to give up anyone before the accused met the accusers face to face and had opportunity to make his defense concerning the charge laid against him. So he shared that a trial was necessary, which we saw yesterday. So when they came together here, I made no delay, but on the next day took my seat on the tribunal and ordered that the man be brought When the accusers stood up, they brought no charge in his case of such evils as I supposed. They didn't bring accusations that he had expected. Rather, they had certain points of dispute with him about their own religion and about a certain Jesus who was dead but whom Paul asserted to be alive. This is what it comes down to. The chief priests and the elders are making these accusations that are based on religious Jewish laws, not Roman national laws. And it all comes down to this argument about Jesus. His polarizing character, his polarizing person, because either you believe that Jesus is alive and resurrected 
or you don't. And that belief changes everything. But even this, the belief in the resurrection of the dead, that goes back again to a religious dispute, not a national legal dispute. He continues on, being at a loss how to investigate these questions. Can you blame him? They're talking about a guy being raised from the dead. How do you even go about investigating that? I understand that would be so overwhelming and challenging. I asked whether he wanted to go to Jerusalem and be tried there regarding them. But when Paul had appealed to be kept in custody for the decision of the emperor, I ordered him to be held until I could send him to Caesar. So now his whole tale, (laughs) the confusion, the anger of the chief priests and these Jews compared to the seeming innocence of Paul has been laid out before Agrippa. Then Agrippa said to Festus, I would like to hear the man myself. Tomorrow, said he, you will hear him. So on the next day, Agrippa and Bernice came with great pomp and they entered the audience hall with the military tribunes and the prominent men of the city. Then at the command of Festus, Paul was brought in. And Festus said, King Agrippa and all who are present with us, you see this man about whom the whole Jewish people petitioned me, both in Jerusalem and here, shouting that he ought not to live any longer. But I found that he had done nothing deserving death. So again, Festus already seems to have the answer. Honestly, he seems to know he didn't find anything deserving death, but he's continuing these proceedings because of the discomfort that he is feeling from the Jewish people, the pressure he is feeling, as well as the unknown things that are involved here, even though he knows he hasn't found anything deserving death. He's allowing the pressure to push him forward on a path not necessarily focused on justice, but focused on appeasing the people. And this really reminds me of Jesus. All the Jewish people shouting that he ought not to live any longer. That happened before Pontius Pilate in the life of Jesus. But I found that he had done nothing deserving death, just like Pilate had said. So this, again, is almost like a little mini picture of Christ and his suffering. And now Paul is going through something so similar. And in the case of Jesus, Pilate knew he didn't deserve death. And yet he as well allowed himself to be pressured by the people. And he continued on, And as he himself appealed to the emperor, I decided to go ahead and send him. But I have nothing definite to write to my Lord about him. Therefore, I have brought him before you all, and especially before you, King Agrippa, so that after we have examined him, I may have something to write. Again, just going to show there are no charges that are valid. There's no reason to be sending him on. And he says, for it seems to me unreasonable in sending a prisoner not to indicate the charges against him. There are no valid charges. He's being pressured by the people. And as I was thinking about this, even in our own lives, how often do we succumb to pressure? By people on social media? By people in our lives? Pressure to make poor choices that don't align with our own beliefs? 
Pressure even just to keep our mouths shut. Pressure not to set boundaries to appease the people in our lives. And we can see firsthand how that doesn't make sense in this setting with Festus and Paul. So why do we think it makes sense in our own lives? I'd encourage you to pray over this idea of pressure. That you would not be acting responsively out of pressure from others or fear, but that you would be proactive in following God's call and sharing his unique voice and his truth that he has given you. And tune in again throughout this week as we are going to see Paul's defense before Agrippa, as well as Paul's journey to Rome and the rest of his imprisonment. So I will see you tomorrow morning.